Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poole. My guest today is Randy Kanifka, and he's here to talk about the year in review in the city of Albany. So, Randy, from your perspective, what do you think? Well, not a good year, probably, across all sectors, right? Crime, uh, economy, uh, health, education, uh, probably uh, failing grades across the board. Wouldn't you agree? I know some aspects of it, but I can't, I can't say all of them. You know, we're not in a very happy state right now with the, uh, with the coronavirus rearing its ugly head again. So, you know, we've had a mayor's race in Albany, you know, and you were kind of a little bit involved in it. So the mayor's race, do you think that things will be better over the next uh, four years? Do you think they'll be worse? And what does this say about the city itself? Well, that's that's a tough one because there's certainly a lot of money, federal money coming in uh, to the city. So in the sense that, you know, there will be improvements depending on what those improvements are, you can make the argument that things would be better, uh, you would hope. Uh, crime, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's a question mark, and I know there's now some a rift between uh, the sheriff and the uh, police union, right? In Albany, the police union wants the sheriffs out of there for, I don't know, I guess a variety of reasons. Uh, so I think that'll be interesting. You know, the sheriff's the sheriff has been really uh, employing the broken window theory, <clears throat> right? Pulling over the cars for the uh, the infractions, finding, uh, and lo and behold, oh, we find guns, <laughs> we find drugs. <laughs> We find people with warrants. It's amazing when you pull a car over with, uh, you know, no license plate or, you know, what what have you. And for whatever the reason, the Albany police uh, were not were not doing that, right? Or they they weren't doing it in the numbers that the sheriffs are doing it. So if you take the sheriffs out of there and you stop, you know, getting pulling these cars over and making the arrests. Um, how is that going to impact, uh, you know, crime in the city? Um, so that'll be that'll be very interesting to see how that plays out next year. And I think they said that they were going to have a meeting uh, between the chief and the sheriff regarding the um, the future of the uh, you know the deputies in the city of Albany. So that that's going to be interesting how that plays out. Mhm. So do you think that the uh, race for um, mayor and well, there the was, well, there was no race. I'll, I'll say that there was no race. There was no real race, um, and to the to the to the degree that you had candidates, whether it be Mr. Adela and uh, Ms. Purdy, you know that, that, that those were not credible challenges, and that's nothing against those people. Look, it's hard, Cynthia. We talked about this. You've got to have money. 
you got to have support. You got to have organization, and they just didn't have it uh, for whatever the reason. Um, so, you know, you're not going to unseat an incumbent Democratic mayor in a Democratic city with no money and no organization. It's just you can't, you, you're not going to do it with Facebook. It, it's not going to happen. Um, so, unfortunately, you didn't have any real credible uh, candidates. You know, emerge that that um, I think if I remember correctly, back you had uh, was it Mr. Tui years ago gave Erastus Corny a run for his money. Was his was it Carl mm-hmm. Tui? Well, Carl Tui was a businessman. He was a, a successful man. Right. Well, you know, prominent in the community. Um, you know, you need somebody like that. You need somebody that is prominent in the community that has been successful uh, doesn't have to be a businessman but you need you need somebody that people can really get behind with a name that people know and people trust to say oh okay um, you know this is a, this is somebody we can get behind and you just didn't have that so if that's the case and do you see anybody on the horizon can, that could fit that bill from your perspective, um, on both part, from both parties, or from from a Republican Party position, both parties. No, no, there's no. I don't see anybody. Now she's now going to be in a third term. Um, you know, I'm sure she's looking to. She's looking for greener pastures at this point, whether it's you know a job in Washington or. Maybe a job with, uh, you know, a whole goal. You know, I don't know what she's, you know, what she's looking to do after, you know, her term is is up. Um, but I don't see anybody. There's nobody that comes to mind, even among Democrats. Um, well, Corey Ellis, I guess, maybe. Um, oh, uh, Dorsey Players, I'm, I'm guessing that she would run. Um, she's the city auditor, I, I believe. That's right. her position. Right. Uh, would, uh, I'm not sure if Darius uh, Darius Shonfar was the city treasurer. I don't know if he would make a run. Um, I think he would have a hard time. Um, you know why he would have a hard time? Why? Because he's a straight white male. <laughs> Poor Darius. <laughs> not oh the, my not God. the best thing to be. Best thing to be in the Democratic. Well, Cynthia, we talked about this last show, right? The identity politics of of the Democratic Party, and uh, you know, he does not fit. And I like Darius a lot. Actually, he's a really nice guy, and I, his wife is very lovely too. Noel, very lovely people, but they, unfortunately, that's just not. <laughs> it's so sad, you know, because honestly, he probably he probably be the, he'd probably make the best mayor. To be quite honest with you, he'd probably make the best mayor. But uh, uh, well, actually, he is an Iranian. He is uh, an Iranian. He has Iranian background, Correct. so maybe that would, that would be enough of a niche for the de- for the Democratic Party oh that would, that that he could he could fit in there. No, but no, I think I think it's going to be probably Dorsey Plews and Corey in the primary. So you're talking about a clique. There's a clique in the in City Hall, and these are the people in the clique. 
What about the average person? I don't think it's a clique. Well, I don't think it's a clique. I just think it's the identity politics that exist in the Democratic Party at all levels, right? Um, That they are now just going to expect that, uh, well, you know, we now we now need to have uh, someone of of uh, we need a black person, we need a black woman that a white man is no longer acceptable <laughs> right for for these positions in the democratic but party they, but there's other people in the community of Albany besides Dorsey and um McLaughlin a few years ago, there's Apparently, many yeah. black people, right? There's many black people in the city of Albany that could, you know, challenge. Oh, absolutely, the, yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, but then they gotta get they gotta done. get out there. Well, they gotta get their name out. They gotta start getting out there, right? They gotta start. Now I hear Dorsey players on the radio every now and again, so she, so she's, so she's out there, right? Uh, so these people are just gonna mm-hmm. have to get out there. You know what I mean? Uh, now, do you think what happened in Albany is something that's happening all over the country where there's a certain number of people within that community who call all the shots and everybody is left out in the cold? Well, uh, to, yeah, to a degree, but that's, I mean, that's... In a way, that's the, kind of the nature of local uh, government, right, where you have um, – you don't have a lot of civic engagement, meaning – you know, and I was in local government, and you know, by and large, you know, people do not show up at the meetings, right? People do not um, um, pay close attention, but – and I'm not blaming them. You know, look at people live, live very busy lives. They don't have time to follow – everything going on and they and they when they elect people they put their trust in those elected people to do to do the work right to 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 do the work that they don't have time to do right to make sure that the money is being spent in a prudent way that um people are behaving appropriately that the the city is being managed appropriately that the roads are being paid you know etc 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 people are putting their trust in the elected representatives to do that work, right? So mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. have when you have that situation, and then you have, you know, you know, Trump called it the swamp. Well, you have these little swamps, right? You know, we have a swamp in Cohoes. We have, meaning you have bureaucrats, not elected people, but bureaucrats in these city halls that have probably been there way too long. They have a little too much power and they think that they're so important and irreplaceable. Right. And that's where we run into a lot of problems where you have these little mini swamps in our cities that, um, you know, the, the bureaucratic state, um, and they hold a lot of power, unfortunately. And that's where you need, you know, people to really come in and, you know, turn these city halls upside down if you want, if you want any real reform. Now, when I, uh, as the, as the mayor's was going on, and you had talked to 
Valerie Faust about yeah. you know, mm-hmm. being the campaign manager. The, the, uh, when, the night of the primary, when you realized that she did pretty well, was that surprising to you? Uh, it was. I, I, it was, and that's nothing against the Reverend. I just, I just, I, I was surprised, and that, and that, and that, what that told me is that, you know, that Machine was, and she, but Cynthia, and she wasn't. You know, she wasn't. She is not a popular mayor. Now, yes, she got oh, reelected, absolutely. but she is not. I wouldn't even say that she is well liked, as even as just a person. And we've talked about this. You know, she is not, she is a cold, you know, she is what I call a cold fish, right? She, mm-hmm. when she walks up into a room, you know, she does not light up a room. She does not work a room. And you can't, now you, to her, now to her, in fairness to her, you can't, you know, coming from Jerry, you know, Jerry Jennings, you know, he would come into a room and, and I've been in those rooms and I've, I've had him, you know, come up to me and pat me on the back and I didn't really know him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We didn't really know each other. Right. We knew we kind of knew of each other, but the way he'd approach you was that he knew you forever. You know, how you doing, babe? Right? Did he ever say, you know, do you ever have him come up and hey, how you, you know, and have that type of, you know, put his arm around you and that type of thing? No. Right. So that's, <clears throat> you know, that's that was different style. In fairness to to Mayor Sheehan, but you know, she is not. I don't think. A, a beloved or even liked politician. I think she's just there. And what the primary showed is that people were like, geez, you know, we, we, we really want to vote for somebody else. And I think if the Reverend mm-hmm. had, you know, an organization coming in, uh, she, she could have very well pulled out at the ups, an upset. She, she, she could have, I'm not saying she would have, it still would have been very, very hard, very, very hard. Um, because the more you push on that side, Sheehan would have pushed back on the other, right? So it would have been a tough. It would have been a tough race. So there were fifteen common council races. What's your view on the Albany Common Council? Because you were on the the Common Council and and Cahos. What's yeah, your the feeling about? Well, it looks like it, it appears to me that when I look at the Albany Common Council, <clears throat> you're starting to see what I call kind of the old guard. Um, well, the old, the old white men, <laughs> I guess. You know, the old, the old white Democratic guard of, of the Common Council is 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 uh, slowly uh, shrinking, right, and being replaced by, in, in many cases, transplants, right. Um, younger minority people who are not really from Albany. Um, and I'm not saying that that's, that's, that's a bad thing, but that's just the demographics of how the council is being from. Call them, I know, you know, you have Joe Igo and, and some of these others. Um, um, I don't think, geez, I'm trying to think. I think Dan Herring is no longer there. But some of these older um, Jennings Democrats who have been there a long time, and they're, and they're getting phased out. They're getting phased out, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, the council and if the council 
you know, will go to the left of the mayor? Will they will they be even more to the left uh, as the mayor? My guess is that they will. Uh, that they will be a very far left group, uh, more so than they already are. And I think that member. I think that did they want to ban, you know, tear gas or some some nonsense, you know, stuff right. like you know. So you're gonna you may have more of that stuff. You may have more of a movement to, you know, defund police. You're gonna have more of a move uh, a movement towards you know community, you know, policing and whatever. So you're they're gonna you're gonna see you know mark my words you're gonna see more of that stuff. Um, coming from that group, and you know, and and, it, and sadly you will, because as we know, the city, the, the crime in this city of Albany, you know, is out of control. When do you think it started taking a turn to where it's it's in the shape it is now? I it wasn't it. always. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, look at you. Always had look at you. Always had neighborhoods that were. Uh, well, I, uh, problematic. I don't. That's the right word. You know, the South End, uh, Arbor Hill, West Hill, right? And you could. I mean, that goes back. You know, I don't know, twenty, thirty years, right? You could say that th- that these areas, you know, were problem areas for for many, many, many years. Um, even under Jerry, and probably under Whalen, uh, under Tom Whalen, and under Erasmus Corning, you know, for that matter. Um, but I I seem to notice it within the last maybe five years that um, the neighborhoods really started to decline and not and what I noticed was the decline was happening not just in in that the decline was spreading out I mean if you go down Lark Street today you know mm-hmm. Lark Street Lark Street used to be I mean, thus the spot. It was like the premier area, and uh, let me tell you, it ain't the premier area anymore. Uh, you know, and Pearl Street. What, what about uh, Pearl Street? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, Pearl for- Street. Remember, Pearl Street mm-hmm. used to be. You know, that was just that was the premier spot, and you go down Pearl Street now, and and it's you know it's not the premier spot. You know, Central Avenue. Um, you know, is is a tough place. Um, so the 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 decline has been spreading out. So it used to, where it used to be more so contained. You know, you go into the south. You know, you would go down Pearl Street. You'd hit the South End, and it's like, oh wow, I'm in another I'm in another world. Um, you know, that type of a thing. Well, that's now that has now sort of spread further out throughout the commercial areas of the city. Um, and that's, that's, you know, that's the problem. Oh, okay. So the new council people, mm-hmm. do you think they'll, they'll make a difference? No, no. First of you all, you have think a, I, make... no, no, because you have a strong mayor, well, anywhere, anywhere you have, where you have a strong mayor form of government, the council is generally, you know, not to say ceremonial, but they don't have a lot of power, you know, where the mayor has the power, um, the councils are second class. So they can, you know, pass their resolutions, they can do whatever they want, but it's up to the mayor. Look, at the end of the day, it's up to the mayor to enforce 
um, these things. And um, so, no, I don't see those people making any type of significant difference in, uh, in the city. With this, look, at what, the, what the city of Albany needs is a strong partnership between the state of New York and the city. And what any mayor of the city of Albany needs to do is you need to sit down with the governor of the state. You need to put a real plan together. Uh, you know, they have a plan, which is actually a very good plan, to dismantle 787 and all the arterial, you know, network down down there at the bottom of Madison Avenue, all those bridges and arterial lanes. And, you know, I looked at the plan mm-hmm. that they have, and it's a very, very good plan, Cynthia, and it would probably – save the city it would remake the city it would it would transform the city to a city that people would want to actually come to and live in and do business in and if i was the mayor i would i would be pushing for that plan and i would go to see you know kathy cuomo up there um and um uh what did i say oh kathy cuomo oh kathy hochel right kathy hochel and say you know hey can we you know and and Cynthia, it might be a billion dollars, it might be several billion dollars, but you know it's the capital city, uh, it's the state capital, and you know they did that almost thirty years ago with Capitalize Albany. You know Jerry and Pataki um, had a strong partnership. You know and Jerry took a lot of heat for that, if you remember, because he supported Pataki. You remember that? He supported yeah, Pataki, sure but they had a great, but they, but but but. Look at all that happened between the state and the city in those years. You had a great, great partnership, and that's what you need. That's what the mayor needs to be doing. You got a lot of federal money coming in. You got infrastructure money, right? This is a great opportunity to um, that's you know to to dismantle that highway, put in the boulevard, dismantle those arterials. You know, reclaim all that developable land down in the south end, the bottom of Madison Avenue, along the river, and create, you know, a really a vibrant area down there where people could live. You know, you got that, the bus station area. Cynthia, that's, those are depressed areas down in there. You have all those mm-hmm. empty buildings, all those parking lots, and it's been talked about for years and years. And, you know, let's let's make that happen for the city of Albany, for the capital city. Let's Let's have a real partnership between the governor and the mayor. And I don't see why there can't be um, and try to get that done. And it, yeah, it would be big money, but you know what? Uh, the city of Albany has just been left for dead by the state for many, many years. And, 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 you know, Spitzer real well, Spitzer wasn't there that long, you know, David Patterson, you know, David Patterson killed the, the plan for Harriman. If you remember, they had a plan to, you know, remake Harriman and put and put a lot of of Harriman on the tax rolls. Harriman, I, when I say uh, the Harriman office complex, right? right. You got that's tons of 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 land that is tax exempt, and it's all these state buildings. And there was a real interesting plan there to put in, you know, residential and commercial and and all of that. And, you know, we got to revive that. So, you know, if I was the mayor of the city, which I'm not, but if I was, those are the things that I would be, I would be walking up to that second floor, you know, at least once a month and talking to the governor's people and saying, look, it, we need to, to 
to get this done, our city is just struggling. Um, it's a cap. It's our capital city. Um, it's you know, it could be a place for tourism. It could be a destination. Uh, it could be a much more livable city for our people and, and for this region. And that's and 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 then hopefully you know that you would have a decrease in crime, right? Hopefully you would if you have more economic opportunity. Um, if we you know get the cops back to doing what the cops should be doing. Um, but that that's, that's, you, that's you know, the, the city of Albany could be a great place. It's 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 such a great city. You have some of the best architecture. But it's just you don't have anybody willing to put the visions together. Right, right. And do you think that any of this stuff that you're mentioning right now, do you think any of it was addressed during the uh, elections this past November? I, did, I didn't hear any of it. And, and, you know, and we talked about this, and I talked about this with the Reverend. You know, these were some of the things that should have been campaign issues, right? But they weren't. They weren't. The only, the only thing that I heard was about BLM and tear gas and all this stuff that I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's important enough, but you have a lot of other issues. And where are the state representatives on this? Now, well, actually, to Pat Fahey's credit, Assemblywoman Pat Fahey, she, she's really pushing this 787 plan. Um, but you need, you know, and you need Neil Bresnan. You, you need all these people on board. You need, you need the, the delegation and the mayor to present a united front to the governor and the governor's people, to Empire State Development, and to say, look, we have these plans here. You got downtown, you got 787, you got the bus station, you got all that area, you got Harriman. This would transform our city. This would this would really make Albany a state capital, you know, to be proud of, right? Um, mm-hmm. We have this beautiful capital. We have these beautiful buildings. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's work with that as the foundation and build up around that. Uh, and maybe they are having those. I, I hope they are. I hope they are having those conversations because that, that could really, really save the city. It, you know, what the state did, look at what the state did back in the seventies. Look at, that's a long time ago. I'm not going to criticize Rockefeller or those planners back in those times, because that's, that's, you know, it's, Hindsight is what it is. Uh, they built what they built. That was what that was. That stuff was built all over the world. Those arterials and those buildings and cutting off the river and that was done everywhere. Um, and it was done because the rivers were open sewers, you know, in those years. And nobody wanted to nobody mm-hmm. wanted to be along the river. Nobody wanted to be near that river. It was an open sewer. Um, mm-hmm. And times have changed. And we know and we've learned and. Okay, now we can we can go back and we can not even to say correct, but we can remake that for our generation. Well, you can stop on that thought because we're out of time and I'm sure that, you know, over the course of the next year or two, you and I will have discussions about the state of the city or the state of the state. Um, Yes, well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and to everybody. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Thank you. You too. 
So you've been listening to Randy Kanifka. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Randy. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day.